The devil came after Jesus. Lord knows he's going to come after me. You're looking for God? I'll tell you how God usually shows up. It ain't when the skies open up. It ain't when the church doors open up. God shows up in ordinary people. In ordinary ways. Jonah chapter 3. If you're looking there, if you want to look up here. Uh, if you think church is boring, I understand. I've been there. Uh, and I thought about it on more than one occasion about church being boring. And then I realized we listen to the same music over and over again. And we watch the same TV and the same movies. And we eat the same things over and over again. And we don't tend to get tired of those. And so what's the point? The point is when you're in, then you're in. And if you're in, then you realize there's a word that needs to be so spoken. There's a prayer that needs to be prayed. There's help that we all need. So when you begin to realize that, church is not boring anymore because it's vital. That being said, let us sing just a little bit more together. I heard an old, old story, how the Savior came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Jonah chapter 3, uh, we will read together. Um, oh, Y'all read along with me. Uh, we have already seen Jonah rebelling against the will of God. Jonah rebelling against the will of God, which answers the question, if I'm a believer in God, does that necessarily mean that I will obey God? To that we have to answer, absolutely no. You can believe in God and still not do what God wants you to do. So we have seen Jonah rebelling against the will of God, and then we have heard Jonah praying the word of God, which is a nice reminder that there are any number of praise, uh, ways to pray, including the Word of God. And now we will see those who will to choose the way of God. Those who choose to will the way of God. Verse 1, chapter 3. The Word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. And Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty more days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God, and they proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and, sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Then he had a proclamation made in Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, no human being or animal, no herd or flock shall taste anything. They shall not feed, nor shall they drink water. Human beings and animals shall be covered with sackcloth, and they shall cry mightily to God, and shall turn from their evil ways and from the violence that is in their hands. 
Who knows, maybe God will relent and change his mind. He may turn from his fierce anger so that we do not perish. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them. God changed his mind and he did not do it. There are a lot of examples in the Bible of people choosing things. Moses had to choose to accept the call of God. Abram had to choose to follow the voice of God. Elijah the prophet had to choose to stand when it seemed like it was only Elijah and God against the world. A lot of people choosing. And so here in this text, we see other people choosing, and I want you to notice very quickly three. Number one, you see Jonah all of a sudden choosing to do what it is that God wants him to do. And if there are anyone, if there is anyone in this room who wants to know if there are second chances, here's a great biblical example of a second chance because the word came a second time. And so Jonah chose finally to do what it is that God wanted him to do. And you say, I don't know a bunch of stuff. Well, join the crowd. It's a big one. But all of us in this room do know that there are certain things we need to do and not do. All of us have in front of us certain things that we say, I know I need to do it, but I just don't think I'm going to do it. But for those of us who know the good and choose the good, we will find a place of peace. For those of us who say, I'm tired of saying no to what I know I need to be saying yes to, we will find peace. So Jonah choosing. And then the people of Nineveh, the people in the great and, yes, evil city of Nineveh, choosing to turn in God's direction. And it happens. I had a friend tell me a long time ago, people don't change. Well, maybe they don't change overnight, and maybe it doesn't happen every single day. But there are people consistently who are saying, I'm tired of making a mess of my life, and I'm ready to choose God's way. Which is what Nineveh is about. It is about people saying, now I see what I need to see, and now I'm ready to choose the way of God. And for all of us who realize that we need a Savior, that's where the choice comes from. Someone said a long time ago, you can't just wake up one day and say, I'm ready to give my heart to Jesus. Well, that may be. But if that day is the day that the light begins to dawn, then yes, you can say it is a good day to be saved. Today is the day of salvation. The last one you see choosing the way of God is none other than God Himself. And we could spend a long, long time, and I personally would enjoy it, discussing what it means for God Himself to repent, which is what the text said. God repented of what He was going to do. He changed His mind about what He was going to do and do something else. And whatever else that may mean, it means at least this. If there is flexibility in the divine mind to say we were on track A and now we're going to go on track B. If it's good enough for God to change, then maybe it's good enough for me to change. If it's good enough for God to say this is the way we're going to go, we're going to go a different way. Whatever else it means, if it's good enough for God, then that must mean that flexibility, not stubbornness, as was said the other day, stubbornness is not a family value. You may think it is, but it is not. Stubbornness and saying, I will do it my way, come blank or high water, is not a godly value. It is something else entire. Someone wrote it on Facebook. They said, courage is knowing that it may be difficult and it may hurt, but doing it anyway. And stupidity is the same thing. And that's what makes life tough. But if it's good enough for God Almighty to say, this is the way we're going to go. Now we're going to go this way. Maybe it's good enough for me. You say, I can't change. Please don't sit there and tell yourself that story. Please don't sit there and fib to yourself and say, I cannot change. 
This is for individuals. It is for those in relationships. It is for churches. It is for everyone that may be hearing the sound of my voice right now. For those who are willing to say yes, who are willing to change. Viktor Frankl went through the Holocaust in a prisoner of war camp. And Viktor Frankl, a Jewish gentleman, said this. He said, what I found out in the prisoner of war camp and what others found out is that they may be able to take a lot of things from us, but they cannot take our attitude. And we found people giving, we found people serving, we found people praying for those who were in prison for no other reason than someone hated who they were. And Viktor Frankl said, they may be able to take a lot of things from me, but they cannot take my attitude. They cannot take my chooser. They cannot take my will to say, I will choose. Just a reminder for all of us that you and I are choosing today. Even choosing to not decide is still a choice. And so we don't need to tell ourselves stories and say, I'm not choosing. You and I are choosing to forgive or not to forgive. You and I are choosing to move on or not to move on. You and I are choosing to give or not to give. You and I are choosing to say it is going to be my way or there is going to be the devil to pay. Or we are saying, I'm willing to be a little flexible and realize I don't see it all. I don't understand it all. I hope that this is sinking in, that you and I can choose. And I hope when the times come for you to choose, that you will choose well. That you will choose right. That you will choose Jesus. Jonah chose. The Ninevites chose. And even God chose. For those of us in this room, may we choose. May we choose well. Let's pray. God, as we finish off with some music, and then one other moment before we finish church, remind us that we do choose. And that sometimes we choose very poorly. And sometimes we choose very wisely. Help us in our choosing to choose life, to choose love, to choose the Lord of life. And it is in his name we pray. Amen. Miss Tommy. 25. Number 25. 125. 125. Thanks for tuning in to A Quick Word, brought to you by Ebenezer United Methodist Church. If you'd like to join us in person, Sunday worship is at 9, Sunday school at 10, Sunday evening Bible study at 4. Our youth group meets at 5.30 on Wednesday evenings. Come and check us out. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace.